Good morning, Thrive. My name is Marizal and I will be your online host for today. If this is your first time visiting us, please let us know. You can text NEW to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info and we will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. We are delighted to have you here at Thrive. Mark 9 verse 37 says, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me but also my Father who sent me. We welcome all the children from Thrive Church to visit mythrive.info for the kids' activity and the Zoom class every Sunday from 10.45am to 11.15am. Give your children the opportunity to thrive. Oh childhood, our best times we so often revisit. What is the thing you miss the most? Is there something you absolutely love that you wish you could still do now? Mine was climbing trees and looking at everyone from the treetop. We want to know yours. Share your favorite childhood activity in the chat room. love to see you again so take a selfie of yourself and the people watching with you and share it on your social media remember to include us at hashtag online now get ready for the powerful message today Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and it gives me so much pleasure to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church Online. If this is your first time here, we are so excited that you're here. You are what we call our VIP, and we especially want to welcome you. In fact, if you want to go to mythrive.info and touch the button that says New to Thrive, we would love to send straight to your door your very own stainless steel Thrive Church water bottle just a simple way for us to say thank you so much for joining us today. Can we give all of our VIPs in this place a big hand, a big shout, and welcome to the church today? Whether you stumble upon us online or a friend invited you, we are so glad that you're here. In fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome one of the church today? If you are watching online, there's a chat room in front of you. Would you go to that chat room and welcome one of the church today? And maybe you're sitting beside someone. You give that person a high five, a handshake, a warm hug, whatever is appropriate. And let's welcome one another to the house of God today. You guys are an amazing church, and every Sunday is a special time for us, but next week, July 18th, is extra special, because Sunday, July 18th, it is a history-making Sunday for us here at Thrive Church, because for the first time in 16 months, we are reopening the Thrive Center to go back to on-site services. Can you give God a big hand, a big shout for that? 
We could not be more excited for this coming Sunday, July 18. We encourage you to pre-register for it. You don't want to miss it. And the fact is, as excited and as thankful as we are for this opportunity to finally meet on site together again, we also want to do so as wisely as we possibly can. And so because you know the government has lifted up all restrictions on you know, worship gatherings, that doesn't mean we want to throw caution to the wind. Rather, we want to do so carefully. We would also do so wisely. We want to do so thankfully. And so with that in mind, so that you have an idea as to what our on-site services here at the Thrive Center are going to look like, let's check out this video together right now. Thrive Church Center is ready to reopen and we can't wait to see you. For those of you who are ready to attend on-site services at Thrive Church Center, we have made many adjustments to ensure the facility is sanitized and safe for you and your family. A COVID safety plan is now in place to meet the latest requirements from the BC Chief Health Officer. We have improved the ventilation in our building with additional fans and air purifiers. Hand sanitizers will be placed throughout the building. All high-touch objects in our church will be disinfected before and after each service. To attend an on-site service, you will need to register online using the Thrive Church registration app for either the 9.30 service or the 11.30 service on Sunday. As there may be a maximum number of people allowed to gather, once a service is full, you will be advised as such. If both services are full, you may still attend from the online service at home. Our church entrance will be open 15 minutes before service begins. If anyone is sick, please stay home, otherwise arrive on time with your mask. Please enter the church only through the designated entrance. Our greeters will offer you hand sanitizer, take your temperature, verify your registration, and give you a name tag before leading you into the sanctuary. Parents can drop off your children by the Kids Center door. Please follow the directional signage and the instructions from the greeters when moving within the church. You can sit with your family and keep a distance from other people. When the service is finished, we kindly ask you to exit the sanctuary through the back. If you need to pick up your child, you may go to the Kids Center and exit at the front. For the time being, we would not be providing snacks after service. You may greet one another outside the church building. Stay safe and observe the BC Restart Guideline on social gathering. For those who prefer to attend the online service from home, you may do so as you have been doing in the past year. We hope that as the pandemic comes under control and our government further loosens restrictions, we would see you at the Thrive Church Center in the not-too-distant future. We can't wait for you to join us at our next Thrive Church service. Awesome. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? We cannot wait. July 18th, it's this coming Sunday. We are back here at the Thrive Center for on-site services. You don't want to miss it. By the way, big thank you to our reopening team, to Tim, our videographers, to David, to Eden, uh, to Ryan, Grace, Amy, Sean, Daniel, Mel, all these different volunteers and staff who've been working so hard to make our reopening possible. A huge thank you to all of them. And we are looking forward to July 18th. We can't wait 
wait to see you there. Have you pre-registered already for July 18? Have you? Make sure you do so. Go to mythrive.info, touch the button that talks about reopening and pre-registering for our services. We just do this for contact, contact tracing purposes. And I'm gonna encourage you to pre-register. It is so easy to do and we'll, it'll just help us to do things as safely as we can as we get ready for on-site services once again. Would you turn to your and say, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. And the fact is we're going to still have online services also happening at the same time for those of you who aren't in a position right now to come back on site. And so whether it's on site or online, it is a new season for us here at Thrive Church. And here's believing the best is yet to come. Would you turn to your neighbor and say the best is yet to come? The best is yet to come. We can't wait. Well, in addition to all that excitement, we have one more exciting thing to let you know about. It's happening this coming Wednesday, July the 14th. We are having a new level of Thrive Disciple School that we're launching, and you don't want to miss it. Thrive Disciple School Level 3, it's called Embracing Your God-Given Shape. It's because we believe every single one of us was given a unique shape by God to serve Him and live for Him. And if you want to take steps to discover and embrace your unique God-given shape, then this course is for you. In fact, we did a pilot test of this course just a few weeks ago, and we asked people what their experience doing TDS Level 3 is like, and this is what some of them said. One person said, taking TDS 3 really helped me in knowing myself a little better and also helped me to learn more about how to use my God-given shape to serve Him. Another person said, TDS 3 is all about discovering who you are. If you want to learn more about yourself and how God has created you and how you can become a greater leader, you should take TDS 3. Finally, this one person said, this course has helped me uncover things about myself from different angles and boost my confidence. Now I have a better understanding of who I am, what I love, and where I'm heading. Have you ever wished you were someone else? Take TDS3 and learn to embrace your uniqueness. Would you turn to him and say, you have a beautiful shape. You have a beautiful shape. That's not just a pickup line. Uh, it sounds like one, but it's the truth. God gave you a unique, beautiful shape with which to serve him. And if you want to discover and embrace that God-given shape, we invite you to join us for Thrive Disciple School Level 3. And if you haven't taken Levels 1 and 2, that's a prerequisite to taking Level 3, you can sign up for the next term of Thrive Disciple School's level one, Levels 1 and 2. And you can go to mythrive.info to do that as well. Praise God. So many exciting things going on. I can't wait for next week in our reopening uh, for the Thrive Center. I can't wait for this new season here at Thrive Church. We're so excited to have you here. Do you guys bring your Bibles here today? It's time to grab those out right now. If you brought your Bibles, would you grab that right now? Maybe yours is a paper Bible like mine. Maybe yours is a device that you download the Bible into. Either way is cool. And this is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message right now. Why don't you hold up your Bible like so? And on the screen, we're just going to read this out loud together. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray. 
amen. Hey, by the way, if you're new to church, if you're new to the Bible, new to Jesus, and you're just kind of exploring these faith issues, maybe you're coming in from another faith background or no background at all, we are so thrilled that you're here. And we hope that you find that Thrive Church is a safe place for you, a place where you can be yourself, a place where you can find encouragement and community, a place where you can find some hope to help you as you start a brand new week, a place where you can ask some of the questions that are on your mind. And if we can serve you in any kind of way, you can let us know by emailing us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you. Well, we just started a brand new series here at Thrive last week. It's called Rise Up and Wise Up. Turn your neighbor and say, Rise Up and Wise Up. Rise Up and Wise Up. It's all about finding hope and wisdom through the powerful book of Proverbs in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Here we're looking at some of King Solomon's best wisdom that he ever gave, and it's all encapsulated into the book of Proverbs. And so we're looking at that together. We've learned that you know wisdom is not just being book smart or you know having academic head knowledge, but wisdom is about practical living. It's about making good decisions. It's about having healthy ways to relate to others. It's about you know, doing things in a way that don't, doesn't cause you to re- have regret later on. It's about not falling into some of the traps that other few people fall into. It's about living wisely. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need wisdom. We will never lose our need for wisdom. And so that's why if you could use some more wisdom in this season of your life, if you just want to find out more about the book of Proverbs, then this series is for you. And we hope you'll join us for every week of the series. You can check out our Thrive Church Vancouver podcast or go to our YouTube channel to check out the episodes that you missed. But today we're into episode two of this brand new series, Rise Up and Wise Up. And we are so incredibly blessed to have Pastor Nick Osborne from Lighthouse Church Steveson here to bring us the message today. And let me just introduce Pastor Nick to all of you, for those who don't know him, is he's one of our favorite speakers here at Thrive Church. And in certain cultures, they say that a long beard is a sign of wisdom. Do you know that? And, and so, you know, if that's the case, in a minute, you're going to see that Pastor Nick must be one of the smartest and wisest men on earth. Uh, and me, on the other hand, clean shaven, I, I don't, don't even get me started. I, let me just say that it will be a success for me if I can even have something coming out of the mole, you know, and I can kind of stroke it that way. That would be maybe a sign of wisdom for me. I'm kidding. You don't need a beard to be wise. Uh, Pastor Nick certainly doesn't need a beard to be wise, but uh, I think if you want to look at what, what did Solomon look like back in the day, you'll probably have an opportunity to see that as Pastor Nick gets on the stage right now. James Harden, the NBA star, the beard has nothing on Pastor Nick Osborne. You want to welcome him today, give him a big hand, a thrive welcome to our uh, you know, very special speaker today, Pastor Nick Osborne. Let's give him a big hand. Stuff. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys again today. I love coming here. Um, it's always a delight. It's always good to see Pastor JB in Thrive Church. So thanks for having me. I want to begin with a question. For those, you know, we're coming into the summertime. And so, of course, for some of us, that means swimming. Maybe swimming in a pool, in an ocean, in the lake. So my question for you is, when you are first getting into the pool, ocean, or lake to go swimming, are you a bit-by-bit person, or you just jump all in. Like maybe you're on the edge of a dock and you want to dip your toe in, go bit by bit, or maybe you're just like cowabunga man and you're off cannonballing into the water. So what kind of person are you uh, when it comes to swimming? Bit by bit or all in? Bit by bit, hey? 
So I do both sometimes. And to be honest, uh, I've never actually regretted being all in because it just, you jump in, you get, you get the cold shock over with, and then you have fun. Whereas when you go in bit by bit, you know, that cold shock uh, lasts a lot longer. So I'm more of an all in person most of the time. But another question for you is when you look at your spiritual walk with Jesus, have you been a bit by bit person? or an all-in person. And the reason I ask that is because sometimes when we decide to follow Jesus, uh, we come to him bit by bit. You know, we give him a little bit of lordship, and and if he proves faithful, uh, then we'll give him a little bit more. You know, we hear this promise for abundant life, and we think, I want that abundant life. But because we are only giving him a little bit by little bit, we don't experience the abundant life we hear about. And then we think, oh, God must have failed me. But the mistake we've made is just by going bit by bit. So I love this series that you guys are doing on Proverbs, uh, Rise Up and Wise Up, Finding Hope and Wisdom Through the Book of Proverbs, because one of the purposes of Proverbs is to give us wisdom, to give us discipline, to give us success in our life, to have better insights into our life, into living life before God, and into living life with one another. And so today, what I want to do is look at one wise decision— One wise decision that will help you acquire wisdom. It will help you gain skill in godly living. It will honestly change your life. And it will take you to the next level in your walk with Jesus. When it comes to living life in God's will, when it comes to following Jesus, when it comes to experiencing the abundant life, the wisest decision that you can make, the one decision that will change your life is to be all in. To be all in with Jesus. To give Jesus complete lordship over your life. To give him complete authority. So let's just take a look and see what Proverbs says about being all in with God's wisdom. How are you and I supposed to go all in with Jesus? And we're going to look at a short passage from Proverbs chapter 2 and another one from Proverbs chapter 3. But we'll start in Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 to 11. If you want, you can turn there in your Bibles and read it with me. Or you can simply close your eyes and let the words flow over you, flow into you, and soak into you. And as you're going to see, when it comes to being all in with Jesus, the first thing that we need to do, what Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 to 11 tells us, is be all in with your seeking. Be all in with your seeking. So let's read chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. 
For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Now, if you were to go back to Proverbs chapter one, or really all the way through Proverbs, Proverbs tells us that wisdom wants to be found, right? It's crying out in the streets, come and find me. But Proverbs also tells us, especially here in chapter two, verses one to five, that although wisdom is calling out in the streets and wants to be found, we still must seek it. It says, if I do seek to understand God's truth, if I embrace it and apply what I understand to my daily life, now, just a side note here, like Pastor JB said, wisdom doesn't mean I know everything about God's word, but it means I apply what I know, right? To be wise doesn't mean you have to memorize all the Bible, which is a great thing to do, but that's not what wisdom is. Wisdom is what, even if, you just, if, even if you've just been following Jesus for a week, a month, a year, and you just know a little bit, apply what you know. That is wisdom. So if I embrace it, if I apply wisdom, what I understand to my daily life, then I will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. Now back in chapter one, verse seven, it says that the fear of the Lord, this, this profound love, this deep respect, it is the bottom line that undergirds all of Proverbs and all of a life lived before God and by God's will. But chapter two, verse five, what we just read says, I won't have that fear of the Lord and I won't understand that fear of the Lord until I first seek him until I seek after him, after his wisdom, after his will. So why, why is seeking so important? Why is it important that we go all in with our seeking? Because verse six says that God and only God will give it to us. It is God who gives wisdom. It is God who gives the knowledge we need to live a godly life before him. It is God who gives us understanding and he only gives it to those who seek after him. If you want wisdom, James says, you know, ask for it. Proverbs tells us, seek it out. Don't get me wrong now, because uh, it's, not, it's not my actions that acquire me wisdom. It's God's grace that gives me wisdom. But the reason he gives it to me is because I'm seeking it, because I'm asking for it. You don't earn wisdom. It's just a gracious gift from God. But you do need to ask for it. It's like, here's this gift before you. It is yours. Ask and it will be yours. That's why seeking is so important. In verse nine, it says, when I start to seek, then I will understand righteousness and justice and fairness and every good path. Why? Because wisdom will come into my heart. 
It will take root in me. It will act to protect me. Wisdom will actually act to protect your path before God. Be all in with your seeking. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when? When you seek me with all of your heart. If we are half-hearted in our seeking, we will forever be disappointed with the results. We say, this God thing isn't working for me, but likely it's not working because we're not all in. Going all in will change your life. Seeking God wholeheartedly will change your life. Here in these verses, uh, wisdom and insight and understanding, they're described as, as treasures that we search for because they are so valuable. Does that sound familiar to you? Matthew chapter 13 Verses 44 to 46, Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven in the same way as a treasure we search for and sell everything to get. And this kingdom is exemplified by God's wisdom and insight and understanding that's described here in Proverbs. Be all in with your seeking and you will experience the kingdom of God an abundant life in a way you never have before. So just pause here for a moment. Even reflect, maybe even just close your eyes. Imagine yourself before Jesus, and there he is, smiling at you, loving you, enjoying being with you. And just ask him the simple question, am I being all in with my seeking? Am I seeking you with my whole heart? What is hindering me from going all in and seeking you? So Proverbs chapter 2, be all in with your seeking. Now as we turn to Proverbs chapter 3, it's another all in. And Proverbs chapter 3 tells us, be all in with your commitment. Let us be all in with our seeking and be all in with our commitment to Jesus. So what we'll do this time, instead of reading the whole thing, we're just going to read two verses at a time. These are like couplets uh, in a poem. So we'll just read two verses. We'll go from chapter one to, uh, or sorry, verse one to verse 10, but let's start in verses one and two. So Proverbs chapter three, verses one and two. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. So what does it look like to be all in with our commitment? Verses one and two says, if I am fully committed, I will not forget what I learn. Pay attention, actually, to the last line of verse one. It says, store my commands in your heart, which tells us that never forgetting, it's a heart issue. It's not an intellect issue. So never forgetting happens not so much by memorizing scripture, which is our intellect, but by loving and cherishing God's commands, which is a heart issue. 
Store them in your heart. And that's how we never forget. Delight in the, in the direction and the commands of the Lord. Without the heart in the right place, what we memorize will mean nothing. Our heart has to be in the right place. Do we cherish God's commands? When God says, this is the way, even if it's one that looks a little tougher than we want, or it's not the way that we personally want to go, will we still cherish that direction? Verse 3 and 4 says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. So verses three and four says, if I am fully committed, I will live with loyalty to God and kindness to others. What does it look like to be fully committed to Jesus? It is living with loyalty to God and kindness to others. Wearing these things around your neck means it is something that is visible or obvious to other people, right? So there, there is some kind of outward action attached to this. But also it says internalize them, etch them onto your heart. So it's not just uh, like wisdom and living in wisdom. It's not just an outward thing only. Because I may still be angry and dark in my heart, but maybe my sheer willpower keeps my actions proper. So on the outside, it looks like I'm living wisely and kindly, but I'm not because my heart is dark and angry. But if loyalty and kindness are written deep within my heart, then I don't have the dark and evil thoughts to begin with. And that is true transformation. Transformation starts with the heart. It is, it is hard sometimes. We can fall into this trap of just, of just focusing on willpower and outward actions. But if the heart is in the right place, that changes everything. It changes everything. So where's your heart toward the Lord? But we can't transform ourselves. That's why eventually willpower will fail us. Because I cannot transform myself and you can't transform yourself either. That's why self-help books will ultimately fail us. They can help, but they won't bring the deep transformation we need before God. It is something that we receive from the Holy Spirit. It is something that we receive by God's grace. And perhaps this is where some of us need to begin today. So if your kindness, if my kindness, if, it is, if, if your godliness is outward only, I invite you to take a moment and ask God to change your heart. Verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So what does that mean for those of us who are all in with commitment? If we are fully committed, we will subordinate our understanding to the Lord. 
right? This is why I have to trust in the Lord. I must trust that his way is better than my way. And trust is a relationship word. It's closely connected to fearing him. But trust, and so trust is more than like a mental assent. It's, it's, it's more than an intellectual belief that God exists. Trust is a deep reliance on the Lord. It is a settled confidence in his care. And it is faithfulness to his word and to his way. In other words, again, trust is a heart issue. It's not a head issue, which is why we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. If I want to walk in the wisdom that the Lord gives, I will not lean on my own understanding or what feels right to me. I will instead trust in him and subordinate my understanding and my feelings to his word, right? Just like what you guys, what Thrive says every service, that I am what the word says I am. Not what I say I am, it's what the word says I am. I do what the word tells me to do, not just what I feel like. I will be confident that God knows what I need. I will be confident that God cares and I will be faithful to obey his instructions. If you at times struggle with, with subordinating your understanding and your will to God's word, I would invite you just to, re, in those moments, remind yourself that God loves you and he is good. And so if God is good and he loves you, he wants the best for you, anything that he asks you to do is also good and for your benefit. So we can remind ourselves, God is good and he loves me. And that helps us to trust in him and subordinate our understanding to him. So whatever I perceive might be the right course of action, if I'm fully committed, if I'm all in with my commitment, I will govern myself by what God declares. And I will not set my finite and often mistaken understanding against his. And when I do this, scripture says, these verses say, he will make my path straight. And the course of my life will continually progress toward the goal of being a righteous person and fulfilling the destiny that God has given me. Verses seven and eight, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. What is, what is being all in with our commitment look like? If I am fully committed, I will be humble. I will not simply act humble, but I will be humble. I will not be wise in my own eyes. I will not think I know best, which honestly, often I do. (laughs) But when I am fully committed and working on my commitment, I will not think that I always know best. I will be instead teachable from God's word and teachable from other people. 
And if I can do this, if I can release myself from the pressure of having to be right, if I can release myself from the weight of thinking I have to be the one to figure out a solution, the lifting of that burden, it will bring joy and healing and lightness to my spirit and even to my body. I'm sure you know that stress has a physical effect on our body, right? It physically affects us. And one of the things that stresses us the most is trying to control things that cannot be controlled or trying or feeling responsible for things that we have no control over. That stresses us out and it affects us. But if we can release ourselves from that burden and just humbly submit ourselves to God and God's direction, it will be a joy to walk with him. Verses 9 and 10, last two verses. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. What does it mean to be all in with commitment? If I am fully committed, I will treat money and possessions as God's, not mine. Now, I know you guys at Thrive just recently, last, end of last year, did a series on money. So you've heard, you've heard this. You know this. You know it to be true. Right? And this is, this is part of, in all my ways, I will acknowledge him, which includes the way I look at finances, the way I look at stuff. And so to honor the Lord with it is to use my finances for his purposes and the purposes that are, are righteous and just and fair and not simply selfish purposes. It begins with honoring him with, with the first fruits of everything, including generosity. And when I do this, I am acknowledging that the whole, the whole thing belongs to God. Everything we have is gifted to us by God. And I must trust God's financial plan over mine, right? That's part of not being wise in my own eyes. And God's financial plan includes things like tithing and generosity and giving. And at times, it may not make worldly financial sense to follow God's plan, but a wise person always does because that is what God has said. And a wise person subordinates his or her understanding to the Lord and to his word. So these are just five areas which paint a picture of being all in with our commitment to Jesus. And Proverbs expands on these things in other areas as well, including like relationships and our words and the way we work. So as you go through this this series, I'm sure you're going to discover more ways that God wants us to be all in with our seeking and all in with our commitment to him. But the bottom line that I want to pass on to you is be all in. Be all in with your seeking. Be all in with your commitment to Jesus. And the last question that we need to look at is the simple question, why? Why bother being all in with Jesus? Because following Jesus and only following Jesus offers us abundant life. 
Like, think of these two th- as, as synonyms. Like, in John chapter 10, verse 10, in, in the English Standard Version, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and may have it abundantly. In the New Living Translation, it says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus' purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life, which only happens once we make the decision to go all in with Jesus. Like Jesus's purpose in coming to earth, his purpose in dying and rising again, his purpose in sending the Holy Spirit to fill those who follow him is to give us a rich and satisfying life. But there are two things that you need to know about this abundant life that Jesus promises. So this rich and satisfying life, this this abundant life, following Jesus, it will cost you everything. That's why we need to go all in. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 reminds us we can't serve two masters. You can't, it is actually impossible just to give God a little bit and be okay with it because he wants it all. And so I guess my wise wisdom for you today is take a look at your life. And if you are the manager of your own life, fire yourself. Fire yourself as your life manager and take on Jesus as your life manager. And you will experience a rich and satisfying life. An abundant life, the other thing is abundant life happens when we make Jesus's mission our priority. He came for a purpose, to give us this rich and satisfying life. And he says, I'm here to seek and save the lost. He says, it's not, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's those who are sick. And part of of joining Jesus on his mission is also doing what we can to offer his rich and satisfying life to other people as well. To serve them, to help them, to show them what Jesus is offering them. So abundant life will not happen without these two things. Right? Without the fact that it will, you need to fire yourself, for lack of a better term, and also uh, that we need to make his mission our priority, which means that the rich and satisfying life that you seek will only happen if you throw in all your cards with Jesus, hold nothing back, and go all in. I'll close with this quote from uh, an author named Mike Jansen. He says, We have a choice to make. We can remain discontent, relying on our own strength and holding on to our own terms and conditions in our relationship with Jesus. Or we can make an unqualified, total commitment to obey Jesus anytime, anywhere, at any cost to do anything. With Jesus at the center, we'll discover a joy we've never known. Our lives will be full of purpose and meaning as we live out our unique part in fulfilling Jesus's mission to reach others.
And so Thrive Church, are you all in? Are you all in with your seeking of the Lord and his will and his wisdom? Are you all in with your commitment to him? And maybe today, if you want to go all in with Jesus, you can join me by praying a very simple one-line prayer. It's going to come up on the screen. We'll do it together. But I do, I just want to give you fair warning that Jesus will take you at your word. If you pray it and mean it, he will take you at your word. And it can be scary, but it will be awesome. I have never, ever met a person who has said, you know, Pastor Nick, one thing I regret in my life is I decided to go all in with Jesus. I've never heard that, but I've heard many, many people say, I loved that decision. I loved going all in. I loved it, and it has changed my life, and I am experiencing life in a way I never thought could be possible. It is amazing to walk with Jesus and go all in. So I'm going to invite you just to close your eyes for a moment and again, go back to that place where you're, you're meeting with Jesus. He is there face to face with you. He is loving you. You can just feel his love emanating off of him. He's smiling at you. He is so happy to be with you right now. And as you look at him and you understand his love, you understand what he's offering, perhaps you'd like to pray this prayer with me. You can just say it with me, read it off the screen. Dear Jesus, I want you in the center of my life and I commit through your power to serve and obey you anytime, anywhere, at any cost, to do anything. Amen. Amen. And then just one more thing while you're there in that place with Jesus. Now take a moment and ask him simply, God, what is one small step you want me to take this week to be more all in with you? Just take 15 seconds of silence. And then whatever you sense he may be saying to you, turn that into an I will statement. And you can respond. You can even share it with someone that's with you right now. Just turn to them and just say, I will, and then fill in the blank with that one small step that Jesus wants you to take this week. So be blessed, and I, and I just am so excited for you as you head into life together in person next Sunday and the step of going all in with Jesus. This new season will be an amazing one for you. Pastor JB. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? I want to thank Pastor Nick for bringing us through Proverbs 2, Proverbs 3, 
and just a powerful message talking about what wisdom practically looks like, how to seek it, and want to be, talk about being all in when it comes to seeking wisdom, being all in when it comes to following Jesus. And let me speak to those of you here who are new to church, and you're, you're new to this, you know, Jesus stuff and the Bible. And, and if you had to be kind of really honest with yourself, you're like, you know what, I, I think I'm just here to check things out. I, I'm not really sure, you know, what that next step is that I need to take or should take. And, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm more of the kind of person who dips their toe in rather than kind of jumping right in. And if that's you, that's totally okay. The fact is we're all in different points in that journey, but you might be wondering what, what next step can I take if that's you? You want to take a next step, but you're not really sure what next step to take. Even after spending some time in silence, you're still kind of like, you know, what, what do I do? Let, let me tell you this is for me, one of what helps me the most is like Pastor Nick said, is that wisdom is not necessarily memorizing the entire Bible. It's about what you do with what you know. And it's taking that one step forward with what you know. And one of the things that's so important for you and I to know if we want to live wise lives is that long before you ever thought about going all in with Jesus or all in for Jesus, Jesus went all in for you. He went all in for you when he died on the cross for our sins. When we had no way of reaching God, when our wisdom, our good works, our resume could not not earn a place in heaven with God or even a relationship with God today. God didn't abandon us. He didn't say to hell with you, though your sins may separate you from him, my sins separate me from God. God said, because I love you, because I made you to have a rich and satisfying life that is in relationship with me, I want to do something to make that possible. And so what he did, he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins, to pay the penalty that we were supposed to receive. The Bible says the wage of sin is death, but Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we would be forgiven. We could be set free. And so it's with that in mind that if you're thinking of a next step that you can take, a simple next step to go all in with Jesus, here's a simple next step you can take today, which is to ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive you of your sins. That's such an important prayer that you can pray. And if you've never prayed that prayer before, let me tell you, you don't need to come from any particular background to pray that prayer. You don't have to have read the Bible backwards and forwards to pray that prayer. You might come from a Hindu background. You might come from a Muslim background. You might come from no faith background at all. But if you realize today that, you know what, I I know that I am a sinner who needs a savior. I know that I could never reach God on my own. I know that I need help with that. Jesus came to do exactly that. And you might not know very much else about the Bible, but if you know that, you know that Jesus died for you, then the next wise step you can take to go all in is just simply to receive the gift that God made possible for you through Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us. And so if you want to receive that gift, then, and you want to take that next step, there's a QR code you can scan on the screen. There's a click, a link that you can click in your chat room. And what it'll do is it'll take you to a prayer that you can pray a really simple prayer to take that next step with Jesus, to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Jesus, I want you to forgive my sins. Uh, It's a humble way just to simply ask of God to do that and help you take that next step with him. And if you want to do that, if you want a peace with God that nothing else can give, if you want forgiveness for your sins, if you want to experience that next step of a a satisfying and rich life that Jesus makes possible, then once you do this, we're going to click that QR code, click that, that link, scan that QR code, and just so you're not doing this alone because you're certainly not alone, I'm gonna pray this prayer with you as well. Why don't you pray this with me right now? You can say, dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, 
I open up my heart and I ask you, please forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you sincerely meant that prayer, then guess what? According to the Bible, you are forgiven of your sins. Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, now lives in your heart. You are a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. And you now have a relationship with God, not something that you earned, but simply because God loves you and sent Jesus Christ for you. And if you want to make the most out of this new relationship with God, then I want to encourage you to do a couple things. The first is keep coming to church. Every baby needs a family to grow up in. We'd love to be your spiritual family. And so we'd love to see you, whether it's on site or online next week. We'd love to see you here at Thrive Church to continue to grow with us together, have community together. We'd love to see you here again. The second thing we'd love for you to do and to consider doing is to get baptized. Baptism is not a graduation. It's simply a beginning. It's simply you saying, I know I'm a sinner who needs a savior and I thank Jesus for dying on the cross for me. If that's you and you know that you've made that, prayed that prayer, then you're ready to get baptized. For more information on baptism and to sign up for that, you can press the baptism button at my info and we love to help you in any way when it comes to baptism as well. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Praise God. Big congratulations to each and every one of you who prayed a prayer to take a step forward with Jesus today. Right now, we're going to ask our band to sing a song. Let's make this our chance to go all in in worshiping God through song right now. So I encourage you to sing out loud, follow the words on the screen. Let's give our very best to God. At the end of that song, I'm going to lead you in one final prayer that you don't want to miss. King would welcome me. I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Oh, the sun sets free. Oh, is runs deep while I was a slave to sin Jesus died for me yes he died for me who the sun sets free who is free indeed I'm a child of God yes I
Can we give God a big hand, a big shout? Let's play together right now. Oh, come on, there's more than that. Give God all of your praise in this place today. Amen. Praise God. You guys are an amazing church. I want to thank Pastor Nick Osborne for bringing a powerful message for us today in episode two of our brand new series, Rise Up and Wise Up. We'd love to see you next week again, on site or online, for episode three of Rise Up and Wise Up. In the meantime, if you call Thrive Church your home church, or you just believe in the work that God is doing here, let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings, knowing that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. Not only does he add everything we need, but he also builds his church through us as well. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, hard things that are going on in this world right now, even in our province. You know, there's the wildfires going on all across our province. Our prayers, our thoughts are with all those who are going through right now. And our prayer is that when you give to, to, to Thrive, you're not only helping the local church, but you're helping causes around our province, around the world, so that we can see God's kingdom, God's hope alive where we are. And so with that in mind, I just want to pray one last prayer for all of you. By the way, you can go to mythrive.info to give if that's uh, what you need to do. But let's all pray aloud together right now. Heavenly Father, want to thank you so much that with you is wisdom. It's not something we earn, but it's something that we can find when we seek you. And we ask you today for wisdom, wisdom to know how to relate to you, wisdom to know how to relate to the people in our homes, wisdom to know how to relate to strangers, wisdom to know how to relate to people that we work with, study with, people in our neighborhood, wisdom to know how to make good decisions, wisdom to know how to take care and be a good steward of the resources that you've entrusted to us. We say it's not about us, it's all about you. So help each and every one of us in whatever way that we need to today to take that step forward and going all in with you. We pray this in mind, uh, knowing that God, because it's all about you, that we can't do anything without you. And so for that, uh, we just ask for all of your blessing, your help, your protection, your presence, your healing, your comfort, your hope, your wisdom, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We look forward to on-site services next week. We pray that it will be an amazing Sunday together, whether we're meeting on-site or online. And we thank you that because Jesus Christ is with us, the best is yet to come. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That brings our service to a close but our worship of God continues. Let's continue to worship God in all that we do. We'll see you guys next week for Thrive Church on site and Thrive Church online. Pre-register to join us on site next week. We can't wait to see you. Have an amazing week, everybody. God loves you. We love you. Praise God. The best is yet to come. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Pastor JB, and thank you, Pastor Nick, for a powerful and inspiring message. Let's remember to go all in to following Jesus. Now for the announcements. If this is your first time visiting us, we would love to hear from you. Text NEW to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info and we will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. It's our way of saying thank you for spending your precious time with us online. If you pray the prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your life today, we're so excited for you. Please let us know by texting BELIEVE to 604-285-5770 or by visiting mythrive.info. We have prepared a gift that includes a series of videos that may answer some of your questions about Christianity and we hope that it will guide you on the right path to follow Jesus. If you would like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, go to mythrive.info to sign up. 
Thrive Discipleship School TDS Level 3 is starting soon. This course is all about helping Christians discover and embrace their God-given shape to serve God. TDS Level 3 is a completely online course and will be taking place from Wednesday, July 14 until Wednesday, August 25th. For more information or to sign up, please visit mythrive.info. We only have a few more spots left, so hurry! The restrictions on religious gatherings here in British Columbia have been lifted. And we're excited to let you know that Thrive Center is reopening on July 18th. We are doing our utmost best to make it as safe as possible for everyone to return to church. There are safety protocols in place and pre-registration is required. To pre-register or for more information, please visit thrivechurch.ca forward slash reopening. That is all for the announcements. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to join us next Sunday at 9.30am and 11.30am for the episode 3 of the Rise Up and Wise Up message series. Have a wonderful week and we will see you again next week, same time, here at Thrive Church on site and Thrive Church online. Stay blessed.